that it's six o'clock where I am, not eight o'clock in the morning where you are mm -hmm. in the future. Yep. <laughs> Everything's still okay. It's all right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to ask you last time if you could tell me what happened with the stock market last night so I could at least have a chance. You know, <laughs> you know. But apparently that is not how that works, Sean. Unfortunately, Apparently. not. No, that, that would be that would be super cool. Right before we start now, and also to know that you're in Australia, and I'm in the mm -hmm. United States. What do you guys call us? Like Australia, and you say in the what do you call United States? Oh, we just say the states. The yeah, states. we don't usually say like yeah. Sometimes the United States, but but otherwise it's just the states. Yeah, not yeah. you don't just say like America, and that's what. That's what we say. Never. Just America. <laughs> Never. <laughs> that is good stuff. That's uh, and uh, so that that's kind of neat uh, having to figure about you know the the time wise. Fantastic to be on, Tom. How are you, man? Thanks. It's it is it is good stuff. We have to point out, Sean DeVries, Welcome to the Pizzeria and Enzo Show. Using tools like this enables people to do work. Are you are you seeing that? Meaning Zoom allows us to do traditional work. Are you seeing in your world in the food and hospitality world on, on your side of the world is are you seeing that that's helping or it's not helping um that's a really good question i think technology technology as a whole to help the industry has been something that the industry hasn't done nearly as much as uh, if you look at other industries like banking or anything like that like right. they've, they've been deep into tech but the hospitality industry has been been far behind for a long time both from what the consumer sees from websites and order at table to what a restaurant might use like an online kind of um, ordering system or uh, food safety that's cloud-based and all that kind of stuff. So we're starting to see those kind of things become not normalized yet, but at least started to be used. And right. I think that the the brands that are sort of scaling and, and taking some opportunity during this time to, to grow their brands and looking at those operations and those systems and processes and going, okay, well, we need to do, we need to do vastly different stuff than what we were doing before. And how do we, how do we do that to improve our business bottom line? So that's the exciting thing that's coming out of such a challenging time for everyone. Just having the technology now that we kind of relearned from, uh, from the last 18 months puts this able to do this sort of work. And uh, Sean, and I'm going to, I'm going to lead to the question that I had a, uh, a discussion with a, a manufacturer earlier today and we were talking about uh, the scope of their business and how they can reach out and how they can grow their business when people are, are restarting you know the quick service restaurants and and that kind of stuff in between so i've been really really fortunate to have you know a, a um, different different roles within the industry which allows me to talk on a lot of different topics which is cool yeah. which is, that that is pretty neat i know that um as a lot of uh, folks here in the States, as you say, are, are getting started back up and, and renewing, almost like renewing their business. That seems to be what you do is, is, am I pretty close on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess what I sort of do day to day, Tom, is hospitality consulting and, and helping okay. the industry improve their systems and processes. And that comes from, you know, over a couple of decades and being in the industry and, and being fortunate to work in many different fields from like, baking to cafes and restaurants. That is so, so neat. Something you, something you wrote, one of your quotes that I read, a happy and healthy business is not a fairy tale. All you need is a seed. Yes. Tell me about that. That's, it was, that is very deep or very. It is very, 
It is very deep. I think a lot of people come into, like I, I sometimes deal with people who come into the industry who have never been in it, right? So they've, yes. they're in their thirties or forties and they've, they've never been, never, you know, um, done a coffee before, never run something out to a customer and think that it's really easy to sort of to buy a cafe or buy a restaurant mm-hmm. and then get going. Um, but the point is, in regards to the point about the seed is the seed is, you know, the people around you that you need, you need uh, an endeavor to want to have a really good venue and have an idea in your head about what that venue is going to be um, and not purely just be financially, you know, led by that. You need to have an understanding of what hospitality is to so many people, which is generally about community and about connection, as well as about food and about making money. Um, and the end of the day, like we're not, we're not here to make, uh, we're not in this industry to, you know, to just make friends. We're here to make money, right? So yes, that that seed is like the identity of what you want to do in that venue, and then thinking about the people you need around you in order to execute on that. So it's about it's about re- really being real, Tom. More than anything. No. you know, we obviously have so many different different cultures yeah, oh, yeah. in this country. So we're very very fortunate. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any American food? You guys oh, we have American so food? much. We have so much American food. Um, um, like do you guys have yeah. like McDonald's and Burger King or do you have like oh, of course. You know, stuff like that? Yeah. So McDonald's has been, McDonald's has been. I was been kidding about that like, part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> McDonald's has just celebrated 50 years here. So that's funny. Um, but um, yeah, burgers are a massive thing. I used to work for a burger brand for like six years here. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the normal skews of like pizza and Mexican and all those kind of things yeah. are very, very popular here. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, going uh, thinking about that um the only thing that we really have australian like food wide is foster's beer and, I don't, <laughs> and it comes in like these big giant can, like 40 ounce cans and oil cans yes. or something and that's yeah. about the only thing from australia that that you know we really ever you just think oh that's australia it's foster's i know that do you guys say so, so is that something that, well, I, I didn't say that uh, not on purpose because when I saw Foster's, like, oh shit! If I had a Foster's, I'd be, you know, I could, and it would have been, would have been funny. Not it's eight o'clock in the morning. Everybody's think I was drinking. But uh, so, what is like the best beer lager, whatever the best in Australia, and what is your best? What is your number one? And whatever like town you're in or province. Yeah, right. So no one in Australia drinks Fosters, by the way. No one. What? Um, it says right on yeah. the can. No, it's one of the worst. One of the worst beers. I don't know what every every American I meet for the first time, Tom, they always say, Oh, you're gonna crack a Foster's. I'm like, No, like no. no. Um <laughs> Okay, so what are we supposed to be drinking? Don't, I don't want to so, ever say that again. Um so the 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 craft brewery scene here in Australia is is probably really similarly replicating what's happening in, in the West Coast in America, mm-hmm. right? Like we're getting we probably see what's happening in California probably about twelve months after you guys are doing it. So a lot of sour beers and stuff like that at our company oh, good. have been have been part of it for like the last 12 months. Um, a lot of experimentation. There's some that's good, but not a whole heap. Uh, but I'll probably like, like the amount of pale ales or XPAs that are in the market at the moment are really, really strong. Um, but there's a, there's a um, beer in Australia called Stone and Wood uh, Pacific Ale, which is, which is, um, been around for a while, really, really clean, some sort yeah. of fruity notes to it. And I'll probably always go back to that. So they're 
if you, if you, if Americans know, probably Byron Bay, um, which is on the on the on the east coast of Australia, sort of okay. near, near Brisbane, near Brisbane, and near sort of in between Brisbane and Sydney. Um, there we go. That's 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 where it's bottled. So okay. That's where that's where all you know the Hollywood people have come over and decided to live now in Byron Bay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like Zach that's... Efron and Zach Efron and all those people like they're all here. So um, I'm not sure if they're there for the beer, Tom, but um, it's, it's well, a really good beer. I mean, so I, I like the thought. I like the thought of them being there. You know, uh, uh, so the the last big thing for us, uh, I mean, me growing up, is I asked you yep. not not trying not to be funny, but growing up, I watched. Uh, like there was two or three things that I watched on television growing up in, in America. Uh, one was soccer made in Germany, which and that's like an old, old show. And we would, would watch Australian rules. We watch rugby and Australian rules. Football. Oh, IFL. Yep. They, yeah. I have, so there was shows and of course we would watch it and, and we're like going, that is just like the most, just, it seemed like what it looks like, even though it looks amazing, it looks like, like how you would really want to play on the playground. You got me just everybody just just jumping up and knocking the crap out of people and catching the ball and the marks and stuff. So tell me who is it? Do you have a team that's like your your Australian footy football? Oh of course. Of course. So now who's I'm your from, team? I'm from so I'm from Adelaide, Adelaide originally, right in South Australia. Okay. So my team is the Adelaide Crows, who are who are nice. not doing well this year, Tom. Oh, that's um but that's okay. Um but yeah, like it's something, it's it's probably the one thing which I'm as passionate about more so than, you know, more so than hospitality. And I think um, it's a good release for me, right? Like I know a lot of, a lot of people in America would love, you know, the NBA or, or the NFL and that kind of stuff. Like my deep love of that, of the AFL is the same. And, and um, it's a, it's a really, really great sport. Like it's just so much fun. So it looks yeah. It looks amazing. It yes. looks like just like it's like just like when just like everybody got out there. And it's like let's just play. A, let's invent like a Match game. Yeah, <laughs> you know if you had helmets on, you know, just like just smash yeah. people. That is a uh, yes. that is cool. So thinking now, obviously the uh, us being here in the states and you in Australia, we have a kind of a cross a group of people. Um, and I want to make sure, and I'll put in the show notes stuff where they can get in touch with you, how someone could get in touch with you. Are you doing anything with anybody in the States yet? Or is that, is that too, no, too I've far always, away? I've always, I've always, I've always wanted to, obviously um, I'd love to do stuff in the States in person, right? Like that'd be, that'd be cool. But I think, you know, there are, there are some different, the one thing I've learned from like having people in America or the UK or Africa or Asia that I know is that, there are there are obviously differences in our different countries in how the hospitality industry is, but most ninety percent of it is the same. Like we're all in the same issues at the yeah. moment. We're all talking about with staffing and payment of staff and um, the expense of rent and all that kind of stuff. So I think I'd be really fortunate to work with some American brands virtually. I'd love to do that, um, or Canadian brands, and and. Um, and hopefully, you know, one day soon, I've got a lot of friends in the US and, and I'd love to come over and, you know, do some opportunities in the US. I think that'd be that'd be really, really um, fun for me and something yeah. that I'd really like to tick off my bucket list. So, yeah, um, in the show notes, please, please hit me up. That'd be amazing, Tom. Uh, we will, we will. And so the last thing that I, I wanted to think mm -hmm. is, well, number one, telling you, 
I'm so glad that we met and made the connection. And I, I look so Likewise. forward to, to growing and knowing you because obviously in addition to being, um, you know, new friends, we're, you know, we're from the same industry and we have a lot of that. We probably know all the same people, just different iterations <laughs> of them. Like the Australian people, y'all know the same, the same people. And um, uh, one thing I was going to ask you, is there anything else about um, uh, that, 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 that for you is something that you always like to, to talk about before you get off those shows or anything that's like super important that you would want people to listen to that's important to mm. you that you would hope to get another ear? Well, that's a great question. Thanks. I think, um, I think for me, I think if you're, if you're working in a particular venue at the moment and things are really, really hard or, you know, you're owning venues at the moment, which is super tough, right? Because governments are closing things down and opening them up and it's really hard to get staff. I think, I always relate back to why I started and getting that feeling about why I actually started in the industry. And, you know, most of the time that can pull you through and just talking to people about how you're feeling and, and the, and the toughness about what we're experiencing right now yeah. lightens the load and allows a person to help you. And I think as an industry, which, um, sometimes has a lot of male leadership and it's good yeah. to see some diversity coming through, um, males are awful at talking about how they're feeling, and um, and I think now <laughs> I think now is uh, now's a really good time to break that and to have a conversation with other people in the industry or other people you trust about how you're feeling about what is the most challenging time the industry has gone through, um, because we can only be in a better place for that. That's awesome. Well said, Sean. Bravo. That was a, a, amazing. Thank you, sir. Amazing. Very thoughtful and. Um, you know, coming as a, you know, just as you as a, as a subject matter expert, that means I, I am certain, and I, I hope that someone does, uh, that does need to hear that, because that is a, an amazing thing. So, Sean, I know you got to go get at it. I have a, uh, uh, I was going to try to remember the name of the beer, not Gulagong. It was something like Gulagong. Oh. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, Wollongong. Well, oh. yeah, that's close enough, yeah. close enough. So, anyway, <laughs> man, uh, I was going to say, I wish I had one, like, in, I wish I had one in the, uh, uh, in the in the fridge out there so it's so great to talk to you again and to see you i wish you well in in the rest of your well you're already into tomorrow so you'll be the weekend before me and uh here in the coming weeks i'll catch up with you and follow up and then uh, maybe we can do another one of these uh here in the future that'd be great thanks tom appreciate awesome. it. awesome thanks sean you're awesome man talk to you in a little bit all right buddy cheers all right as you have seen, so you have actually seen people that have, were not from the food industry get into the food industry. Oh, absolutely. Happens all the time. That seems and crazy. A lot, them, a lot of them will come to me. Yes. So the first, and say, oh, can you help me do this? And, I'll, and my usual response is, I would rather you come back to me when you've worked in the industry for six months and you've understood oh, what it's like to run a shift, to do cash up at one o'clock in the morning to um, deal with a situation where a fridge or a freezer has broken down and you lost all your stock. Yes. Um, to not have a dishwasher rock up on a, on a Friday night and, and have to get chefs to do dishes as well. Like it's, um, those things never happen, man. Man. Oh, it's so easy, right? It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. Um, yeah. You were listing them off table or something. Yeah. So you need to, um, you need to make sure it's real because the hospitality industry and I've, you know, I've, I have, I've worked in it 
pretty much all my life, all but, you know, sort of six months. And it's the hardest industry to work in, you know. Oh, and, gosh. you know, out, outside of, outside of you know, things like correctional services and all that kind of thing, which would be incredibly hard. Like, uh, I can't imagine a harder industry to sort of to, to work in every day, but also so rewarding, right? You would know that too. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I will counter, I, I, you know, every time I'm, I'm in the kitchen and, and doing some work and I look and it's like, you know, it's getting close to five <laughs> and I know I'm not going to have to do any prep or any cleaning or anything. That's always, a, you know, hey guys, appreciate you. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this with you, and, and I'll, I'll see y'all tomorrow in the morning. That yep. um, uh, it, one of the side thoughts that I'll present to you is, despite all of that stuff, which you and I both know, being so deep in the weeds that you just are never gonna get out. Um, yep. There's also some really cool things that are heavy benefits, like getting to meet people. Do you find? Do you ever find anything get to that point? Do they ever get past that horrible first? craziness and insanity to, and then they get to start making some you know so getting feeling the team and the camaraderie that you, i know you know what i'm talking about that just that feeling of oh, yeah. working through I shit with somebody part of my body now no 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 not at all um it's your podcast tommy you can do whatever you want i swear i'm <laughs> mine so that's fine um i like it i think in, i think in regards to like like i've opened a lot of venues right i've opened a lot of bakeries and cafes and restaurants and that kind of stuff and i and i think like the first sort of three months of opening, you know, pre-opening and then opening a venue is always the most challenging, but also the most exciting. And there's usually a point when you're in that, because I'm shoulder to shoulder with these people most of the time, that you sort of just have this feeling that everything's working. Like it's, it's you know, a Friday dinner service. It's a peak. You've got a full venue. Um the staff say, you know, the staff are connecting with each other. They're connecting with the with the customers. Um, you've just got this hum in the restaurant or the or the cafe or whatnot, and it just seems to be working. And then you realise that hospitality is a really unique industry in the fact that we literally communicate with every different subsect of the community, right? Yes. From from someone who has little money in the industry who might be getting a $2 coffee or something like that because they can't afford much else to a high end fine, uh, you know, a high, uh, a fine dining experience, which yeah. might be, you know, four or five, $600 a head, um, which, which might be, you know, heavily curated wine list. Um, and then you sort of think, well, that's a real big responsibility, right? Hospitality has a real big responsibility mm -hmm. in order to deliver on an experience on a connection with people that we serve every day and that and when you think about that it become it either become really really important to you and you and you and you love that kind of stuff or it become freaking overwhelming as well um <laughs> it, with, it with with the with the thing to do that so yeah so i think um i think that's when i sort of know it's working is that sort of friday dinner service when everything just seems to be connecting together that is neat. That as a, I enjoyed listening to that. I can't wait to listen to it again. You know, uh, something that I mean, it was, it was very thoughtful and I appreciate you taking the time because that's a, uh, hopefully if someone is needing that sort of information, listens to this, it get, you know, could have gotten to them. So I'm, I'm bravo on that. The, uh, something you said a few minutes ago that we well, were talking about a, a connection. I read also that you meant, sorry for looking down again. I haven't quite figured out how to 
look at it. But, it, but you have a, a really, I'm going to say brilliant, but I just really like the depth, as you said, to strengthen the collective connection with food. And that's part of what your overall, uh, overall world is. Or do, you, do you agree that food is like that one thing across the whole world that not everybody can agree to eat, but isn't it something that we all do together? And uh, so that's why it struck me so deeply about the collective connection of food, because you and I could be speaking 100% different language and still have a dinner together and, and be together. What do you, what do you think about that? I, I, where did you get that quote from? Is that just part of your overall, uh, I don't need the source. I just meant that's such a deep thought for to strengthen the collective connection with food. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think it's I think it's just come out of me. Like I've lived in a lot of different cities around Australia. Um, also lived in Vancouver, mm. and that has allowed me to just have connections with different types of people. Australia is a very multicultural country. Mm. That means I've got you know friends from all different parts of the world, and I use that as a blessing. And and when I think about the people that I connect with for the first time, especially being in the industry. The first thing you sort of talk about, one of the first things you talk about is food, right? And what mm, yeah. what is special in their home country? And I and I think that is the ultimate thing, which is just the 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 thing which connects people and which breaks down a wall is talking about food. And if and if you're if you're giving something to me that you've made for me to try because you want me to like it and yeah. you want to get the feedback, I think that's a really poignant thing that can't really be replicated in any other way. <laughs> Man, and, and, I, and I learned that from I learned I learned that from baking, right? Like I remembered when I when I sort of started baking when I was 16 and you would be baking bread every day and then you'd see that you'd see that customer on a Monday and then you'd see them on a Tuesday and then you'd see them on a Wednesday and then you know you'd see them every day of the week because you knew that they were they were coming in they were buying a product from you, whatever it was, and they were sharing that with their family. And I thought that was a really, really cool thing. And then, and then I've sort of utilized that in the rest of the, you know, the rest of the times that I've worked for other brands. Mm. And the fact that when people, when people come together around food, it's, it's always a positive thing. And it's always a way <laughs> of breaking down walls and connection, Man. you know? Yes, that is so, very so true. I think, I think that's what resonates with me the most. You know, that's, that is, is really, really important. Yeah, it is. That is a, ter a terrific. I mean, another, you know, you're like you're knocking it, man. You have some great quotes and I really thought deeply about it. So the best part about that is that my first thing that I've been wanting to ask you is like when you talk about food and remember this, the, the whole the, the whole show idea is really just about food service professionals. When we're sitting here going to not necessarily always sitting in a bar, but either a coffee in the morning when we're traveling going between, I know you, at least as much as I have, and just in Australia, running to, I'll sit next to food people like all the time. I mean, I'm sitting, sitting next to a food person on a plane next to, you're always, somebody's going to hear you talk, go, hey, what, where did you, you know, they're going to know. So I was going to ask you, because uh, I want to know about you too. Your business is fascinating. And I hope that, um, um, you know, that this will help get that information into some people's minds so that, you know, you can help them is I want to know, it's a two, it's a one part question, but it's two things is what is the best Australian food and what is your Australian food? I mean, I know you guys got like steak and potatoes and stuff like that. And recently found out you guys have fish and chips. What a way to steal that from the UK. Good thought on that. 
So what's what's yep. something cool you guys eat that you think is delicious or you considered, you know, the best food in Australia or whatever province or you're yeah. in or whatever that's, it's called? Yeah, that's re it's really interesting because so much of um so much of Australian food probably comes from so many different learnings from you know European settlement, right? Um, Southeast Asian um, experiences because we're so close to places like Malaysia and Singapore and, and that kind of stuff as well. Um, and I think what's happened in the last sort of ten years is a is a is a circle back, fortunately, to the indigenous food. So food from um, food from our first people here, and I think that's led to you know indigenous ingredients which no one had ever you know thought about from mm -hmm. a from a white person perspective for forever yep. so i think you know things like things like kangaroo like are really really quintessentially australian to me and i know that would probably scare a lot of you know your north american listeners because they think kangaroos <laughs> you know hop down the street they do not hop down the street um in cities in australia by the way um okay but, that's what it um, looks like but <laughs> But but um, you know thing things like gave me things like kangaroo like I think are quintessentially Australian and really really good. Um, we probably most people would know us for sort of meat pies. So obviously okay. a lot of North Americans would love pies, right? Yeah. And so we do we do like meat pies where it's like steak or it might be um, different types of beef or chicken and that kind of what's thing. It, That's a what's really it? What's it shaped thing. like? Is it shaped like like a C or what? How is it just like a pie? Uh, so you can get like big family pies, like you guys would have, like a bigger uh, pie. Yeah. But it's more like a it's more like a filo or shortcut a shortcut crust pastry. Okay. Um. But then we also have small pies, right? So it's like you know, like that that okay. size. So that's awful to say on audio, but um, that you could just have by yourself. So that's a very normal thing here. Oh, to have that's a, cool. You know, a savory a savory pie, right? Um, and then we've got um things like um. You probably wouldn't have seen this before. You have to Google it, but it's it's lamingtons, right? The lamingtons are like lamingtons are like a sponge that's covered in chocolate and then um, desiccated coconut. I got and it. Sometimes it's like filled with cream, but it's 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 commonly filled with jam, and um, those are delicious. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> I want one of those. So yeah. So you just so used a sponge. It was just in mm -hmm. sponge cakes and enrobed, and then. And then we fill with jam, some sort of in the yeah. coconut. Yeah, super oh. simple, super simple. Yeah, so I think I think a lot of things like that. Obviously, Vegemite. Like everyone loves Vegemite, right? Well, not well. everyone loves Vegemite, but um, Vegemite is is the Australian thing. And I know when I went to Vancouver, like it cost me a lot of money to get it. So um, <laughs> nice. So yeah, I think I think we're as a country we're sort of trying to understand what our cuisine is here. Yeah. And I think that's continually to be a mix of like Southeast Asian influences and indigenous ingredients as well.